This is the Equip Podcast from Cornerstone Church of Ames, a podcast designed to help you live a gospel-fueled and faithful life wherever Jesus has called you. Well, welcome again to the Equip Podcast here at Cornerstone Church. My name is Mark Vance, and I'm joined today by Ryan Allen. Ryan, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. Okay, so if you don't know Ryan, I'm going to give a little backstory here. Ryan is actually the newest of our elders here at Cornerstone Church. Just joined the team for our upcoming elder year of 2023-2024. And part of what we try to do on the Equip podcast is give the folks at Cornerstone a kind of behind-the-scenes look at what the church is like, what we're doing, but also the opportunity to get to know people who are on staff, maybe newer on the elder team, because at a large church, it can be kind of hard to make those personal connections. And so in particular today, I want you guys to be able to hear Ryan's God story, how he came to faith, how he came to Cornerstone, and just get a sense of his heart, because as a leader, he's a guy I really admire, and he's somebody I want you to get to know. So Ryan, we're going to start with, let's hear your uh, story of how you come to faith in Christ, but then also a little bit of the backstory of how you get to Cornerstone Church. Yeah. Yeah, you bet. Well, I I might share kind of my cornerstone uh, story first and then kind of overlay my God story on top of that. So I came um, in 2002, I was uh, to be a freshman and I was deciding, do I go to the University of Iowa or Iowa State, which obviously is a, you know, that's looking back, that was an easy decision, but um, (laughs) it ended up making the decision to come to Iowa State. And um, one of the reasons, there were two reasons. One is it was a little farther from my hometown of Cedar Rapids. I wanted to get a little bit farther away. And then, uh, and then the other reason was Salt Company. So I had come the year before and visited a friend that was involved in Salt Company and just thought, man, this is a great ministry. And I saw kind of the community that he had. So I, I wanted to be involved in that at college. So, yeah, so I uh, was involved in the salt company and Cornerstone um, for the, uh, the duration of my um, time at Iowa State. I, I went through kind of a few years of some struggles in my walk, which I'll talk here in a minute. But but ultimately, you know, after college, have you know continued to be here as a community member at Cornerstone, involved um, as a connection group leader. There was several years I helped out with Escape 22. And so, yeah, I've just loved the different ministries at Cornerstone. And um, ultimately, I've described it in a lot of ways. Uh, you know, I didn't grow up in Ames, but spiritually, I grew up at Cornerstone. Um, there's just been a ton of of people that invested in me and in my life um, here at the church um, that have just been, have paid huge dividends spiritually. And, uh, yeah. And then, and then just, you know, there is this incredible drip of gospel truth that the church pours out on people every Sunday and in the different ministries, connection groups, encore groups, celebrate the different groups. There's just a slow drip of gospel truth that when I look back at my life, um, that's why I say I grew up here is just the consistent truth that, um, that the church, uh, brings people to from from scriptures, and that uh, that's you know really the main driver to me growing up spiritually here at Cornerstone. Wow! Um, so yeah, yeah. So you came here two thousand two. You said freshman at Iowa State, but there's some uh, bumps in the road. The story too. So you got to give us 
a little bit of insight into that too, because that that's a piece to what God, you know, uses to get you to the point where you are today, right? Yeah, yeah, you bet. So yeah, maybe a, a more front to back version of my God story would be, you know, I grew up in Cedar Rapids, like I mentioned, and I grew up in a Bible believing home. And so I came to faith very young, probably five or six years old. I, I remember understanding the truth of the gospel and knowing that I needed Jesus and praying, you know, the kind of the sinner's prayer. Um, and I still look back today and and that was the moment that um, that I was saved. And so came to faith very young, was involved in a really healthy church in Cedar Rapids. Um, again, where great people poured into me and um, through youth group in junior high and high school. Um, and God was kind of stirring a work in my heart. I, I really developed a heart for uh, Russia and Russian people. And so um, I, by the time I was getting ready to graduate, I wanted to spend a year overseas doing ministry in Russia. And so I started looking for different organizations that would uh, have that availability, and I just could not find anything. So to make a long story short, I contacted a very distant relative who had started a ministry in Ukraine, and I sent him a big, long email. This is my heart. This is why I want to be involved. You know, just this huge email. And it was probably two hours later, uh, he sent a, a response back with just three words. It said, pack your bags. Uh, and so I did that. And so I spent a year, just short of a year over in the capital of Ukraine, the city of Kiev. And, um, and we can, we can talk more about that, but I spent a year there and then, um, came back, came to Iowa state and, um, I was, uh, again, I'll share kind of on a, some of the, the faith struggle I had in those years, but I would say it's probably, there's probably about three years from my junior year to a little bit after college where I had just mounting doubts and um, questions theologically and just different things that um, that were kind of brewing. And I, I would say the short story is I did not, I did not work through those in a mature way. I just didn't have the maturity. Um, I didn't have, I hadn't surrounded myself with a good support system in those years of wise voices around me. And so I, uh, um, I basically said, I'm going to, I'm going to step out of the church. And so for those few years, um, you know, if you asked me, I'd say, I, I don't know what I believe really. I'm not sure. Um, and God through that, uh, towards the end, you know, he really got a hold of me through a couple different things that had happened, but really kind of shook me up. And, um, I remember I was laying, laying on a bed. And I just remember, you know, the voice of the Holy Spirit being really clear in that moment. And, and the Holy Spirit said, you know, if you walk away from the faith, you, you, you will end up empty, you will end up broken, and you will end up with, without what you need. And it was just a moment of really big kind of turning point where God continued to draw me back to himself. And again, that's where the maturity, uh, you know, that cornerstone poured into me over those next few years of just kind of, um, investing in me. So, yeah. And then, um, obviously that's been many years ago and, you know, we've been able to, I am now married. I, uh, we have, four, uh, Danny Allen is my wife. Um, I have four kids, Ruby, Wesley, Brady, and Kobe. 
and we're very busy. Uh, <laughs> oh my, yes. yeah, but yeah, it's been great. And then obviously now the most recent um, opportunity to serve with the elders has just been a, a huge, a huge joy and a huge privilege. Wow. So. Ryan, I, I just want to say again, thanks for sharing the the story there. Even the story with doubt. Sometimes I think people have this picture of, you know, hey, here's an elder at Cornerstone or something. And these people have basically been like in their walk with Jesus, like up into the right the whole time. Mm. There's no cliffs or valleys or any. And so part of that is just acknowledging God can do profound work from different places. You know, some through struggles right. with doubt, some through seeing places of brokenness. And so I, I love hearing God's work in you, man. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate that. Okay. Yeah. You mentioned the Ukraine that, I mean, that pops a little thing up for me because obviously huge geopolitical turmoil in Ukraine with the war with Russia. Talk a little bit about your heart for Ukraine and maybe even like, what's it like? What did you learn being over there for that year? And how has that impact you even to this point now today? Yeah. Yeah, you bet. Well, I think, you know, back when I went in the fall of 2001, um, it was, it was just, um, you know, a short, you know, eight, nine years after the fall of the, or about 10 years after the fall of the Soviet Union. So it was, um, it was considered a third world country at the time. Um, you know, poverty was very prevalent. Um, there was, uh, you know, I, some of my first recollections were, you know, you go to a big city in the U S and you see, um, people on the street, you know, asking for change and you see that in Ukraine, but it's almost every single one is a 70 year old woman. Um, and that's because, um, there was so much loss in the war, the wars prior to that, that there's a huge, um, a huge population of elderly widows that just need help. And it's a, it's a matter of respect. If you see a widow on the street, you put change in their, in their basket, if you have it. Um, it's a matter of respect for the older generation. So it's, I had friends that had, most of my friends had one shirt and one pair of pants. Um, I saw them in one shirt the entire year that I lived there. And so there was just some of those cultural things that were pretty impactful, you know, coming out of that of, boy, what really do we need here in America? And um, we really live a different, in a different lifestyle, which is, you know, that's impactful. But um, I would say the, you know, the, the ministry I did was kind of interesting because they had no position for me. So they just literally said, pack your bags and come over and we'll figure something out. So there was a lot of freedom in that because they said, hey, you know, where you feel like your heart is led, you know, let us know. Um, so I ended up helping in an orphanage. I helped in a, a teaching English through a Bible curriculum at a school, um, did lots of different things like that. But the main uh, ministry that I was involved in um, was what I call friendship ministry. Um, most of the people in the youth group, uh, were first generation Christians. Um, and just for clarity, the youth group in Ukraine, youth is considered to your mid twenties. So, you know, 17, 18 years old up to about mid upper twenties is considered youth. Hmm. And so, um, I fit right smack dab in the middle there. And there were so many people that had never really had a Christian friend that grew up in a Christian house. So they're trying to, you know, what does it look like? Can we still drink? Do we still, do we still get drunk when we're Christians? You know, there's just a lot of really like basic biblical truths that they did not know. And so I spent 
just a ton of time just having conversations with these, you know, it's probably about 20, 20 people that I was surrounded with for that year. Um, and yeah, stayed up till, you know, when you're 18, 19 years old, you stay up till three in the morning and you know, all the time. Right. So we'd stay up till two, three in the morning, but talking about spiritual things and having fun as well. But it was just a, when I look back, it probably honestly, Mark, it probably wasn't two years until two years after I came back before I realized that was my ministry my ministry was just being good friends with people. Um, and many of those friendships I still have today and, and regularly communicate with them. So even with the war as the background, Ryan, you know, you have a unique perspective on that. What are some of the things that as you look at the unrest there now you're praying for, as you think about Ukraine, as you see the country and your, your hopes for your friends or just that country in general? Yeah. Yeah. I think there's, there's, you know, there's obviously like a component of what do I want for the country, you know, and obviously the end of the war and reinstatement of their territory is that, but I would say superseding that is, you know, oftentimes we see in, in these really hard times, there's a movement of the gospel. And so that is my prayer, right? My prayer is that, you know, God would work in the midst of this terrible situation. Um, honestly, in both Russian lives and Ukrainian lives, right? It's, uh, it's a terrible thing. There's a lot of suffering and death happening. You know, I've, I've got my social media feed is filled with things that my Ukrainian friends post and it's, it's really brutal. Right. And so I just pray that in this terrible season that God does a work and brings people to himself. Yeah. Amen. Okay, so now switch gears. Ryan Allen, elder at Cornerstone, you have a unique vantage point. Um, often tell people being an elder gives you a up-close window to some of the worst pain that people go through. It, uh, it also gives you a up-close window to some of the greatest joys in the life of the church. You just kind of get a window in that's so unique to that. So from that vantage point as an elder, what are some of the things you're seeing right now as you look at the life of Cornerstone that you just, you're thrilled about, you're excited for, you see God's work and it just brings you joy? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. Um, Yeah. I will say just overall, it's been um, just a huge joy to get a peek into some of these things that, you know, I have not peeked at before, or just maybe a peek a little farther behind the curtain. And it's just been super fun this last year to just see the health of all the different ministries just really flourishing. Um, You know, when we look at youth ministries um, and what Simeon and his staff are doing there, it's just so wonderful. When we look at the equipping ministries and what Alana's working with, it's it's just so wonderful. You know, you just go through the different ministries and they're thriving, they're flourishing. And I, I would say, you know, in our last elder meeting, Mark, you, you brought up, um, you know, some messages, um, from different salt staff where they're sharing about the, every time that someone comes to faith, you know, you get these text messages and I just, I mean, I was almost in, I was holding back tears trying to play it cool, but I was holding back tears just at how incredible, uh, that gospel work that's happening in the lives uh, of the people in the different ministry. It's just so amazing to see that happening. Yeah. You bring up even youth ministry, Ryan. We had another, we're recording this on a Thursday. 
last night I was at youth ministry for the third straight week. They had the largest turnout of youth in the history of Cornerstone Church. So mm-hmm. the first week was the largest, then the next week was bigger than that. Then this last week was over 500 for the first time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just it's just awesome. That's amazing. <laughs> you, j- j- you just get a little peek in to these stories of what God's doing. It's just an incredible privilege. You also do, though, as an elder, get a, a glimpse into some of the unique burdens, you know, of people who are suffering or just things that move you to pray. And so kind of the closing question often I'll ask guys who are on this podcast as elders is, what are you praying for Cornerstone Church? Where are the unique burdens that you feel on your heart when you think of this church that we're working to lead prayerfully? What, what are you praying for, Ryan? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I love that question. I I think, you know, this my two my two prayers are very simple. Um, but they're not, uh, but they're not just whimsically thrown out. My first prayer is just for people to come to know Christ. Um, you know, I think growing up in a Christian church and, or a Christian family going to a church, um, living that life, I think there can be a tendency to, oh yeah, that's really, that's really cool that someone came to know Jesus, but it is just it is going from death to life, from hopelessness to hope in Christ and the, and the life yet to come. And so I, yeah, my prayer um, is always that the gospel ministries that are happening in Cornerstone would continue to flourish, not so that we could pat ourselves on the back or not so that we could think, boy, come to our church because this is really where it's happening, but that people could come from death to life and from hopelessness to hope yeah. in Christ. So that is really, truly um, one of my main prayers. I I think the next prayer that I have, it's been heavy on my heart. And maybe it's because it's part of my, uh, my personal faith journey is just, I pray for, I pray for biblical and theological maturity. Um, you know, Paul talks often in the New Testament about not drinking milk, right. And moving to solid food. And so I just pray that, you know, as people come to faith, right, they're not going to, they're going to be drinking milk, but that we as a church are able to continue to invest and pour into people so that they can grow uh, in maturity so that they're not tossed around by, you know, false teachings out there, which we're confronted with every day. So yeah, I, that's, that's heavy on my heart. And, and I, I do really, I'm so thankful for the equipping ministries um, and what's happening there that, uh, you know, Atlanta's leading those ministries and one-on-one classes and crash courses, but also just the connection groups and the different places that people are connected in the church. That's where so much of that maturity develops. So yeah, I pray, I pray that um, God continues to uh, be present here and bring people to faith, take people from death to life. And I pray that we as a church can rally around those people and be a place where they grow in their spiritual maturity. Well, Ryan, I love those prayers. I love serving with you on the elder team. You're a joy and a delight and just a great, honestly, you're serving your first uh, term here as an elder, but you just done a great job. You bring a balance and a wisdom uh, to the questions that you ask and the insight that you have, but you also just have a unique set of vantage points, both from 
struggling with doubt to having matured in your faith at Cornerstone, a worldview shaped by time in Ukraine. And it's that that just really brings a, a wonderful element to our elder team. So, Ryan, thankful not just that you joined the podcast, but really thankful for the leadership that you give and glad to lead alongside of you at Cornerstone. So, again, thanks for your time today, brother. Appreciate you. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate it.